First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. Sergeant Mike Curley is on the uh, right now from Utica PD. Michael, good morning. Thanks for coming on. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good. So uh, the last time we had spoken about this, uh, on a 16-year-old uh, on a bicycle being being shot, luckily uh, she has survived, um, but that it, she was the target, um, which... Uh, kind of surprised me. It's telling us that there is a there is an out of control uh, gunfight happening with with teens in in East Utica. What's going on? That's the truth. And in, in broad daylight, unfortunately, you know, a couple of these incidents that we've had over the last two or three days have all been right wow. during the, the daylight hours from from noon to four or something like that. You know, on top of hmm. being an eighteen year old victim just uh, yesterday morning, and, and then the sixteen year old victim in this particular case. Okay, um, so what did we learn about the uh, about the shooting? In this case, it's a it is a seventeen year old who's been arrested. Yeah, so this was uh, an interpersonal dispute over uh, you know kind of a relationship issue mm. amongst the things. I don't want to get too much into it since it's not gone through the court process yet. But but basically, it stemmed from those two being involved in, in an argument initially, and uh, unfortunately, the seventeen year old shot the six year old in the chest. Uh, we're thankful to report that she's doing much, much better than initially reported and expected to make a full recovery, all bit, uh, you know, long road. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you said you didn't want to talk too much about the relationship, but I guess I, how do I ask this question? Was it a relationship between the two of them? No, no. It was There was issues amongst another individual oh, okay. um, between the two. So. Okay. I was going to wonder, like, at, at what point does a friendship do you decide to allegedly shoot the other person uh, it's un, it's unheard of prior to now, it seems, that this would be the case when it comes to 15, 16, 17-year-olds. I mean, it's well, just, I think that's the sad part. You know, we've yeah. seen the demographic shift. You know, <clears throat> five years ago, it was our 25 to 35-year-old yep. male range that were shooters. Now we're seeing both females and 16, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds possessing weapons and using them indiscriminately. And it's a, mm-hmm. kind of a sad state of affairs we got going on. Do you have any idea of the shootings that occurred? I think there were three over the weekend. Uh, are these retaliation-type things stemming from other shootings, or are these uh, separate instances, or, or do you not know yet? Yeah, at this point, they appear to be all separate incidents, which is kind of a double-edged sword. It's good that they're not retaliatory. We don't have people <clears throat> excuse me, going back and forth, but secondly, that, that many individuals have weapons in. Again, are using them against other people. But we do have some pretty good leads in at least two of those cases. Um, there's some strong video surveillance, and, and we hope to make a, an arrest very soon on, on at least two of them. So I have uh, Michael and Utica who called earlier and said um, he was bothered by the, what he has called the harassment of, uh, of panhandlers. No, on, a harassment of homeless people. He said homeless people on, on Burstone Road and Genesee Street. And um, those are the panhandlers that he was, that he was discussing, uh, talking about. Uh, first of all, are they homeless? Is there an organization is there? Is this some sort of? Is it organized? And um, how do you respond to him saying that that police are, are harassing these people? Yeah. So without knowing exactly what day and time and incident he's speaking of, I don't know that I can comment on that. But no, it's a great question. Many of these people are not homeless. They are provided services throughout the community and, and are actively involved in these services. And I think it's a systematic issue of a bigger problem. But a lot of these people, unfortunately, are panhandling for. Their addiction issues, you know, if you, you'll mm-hmm. see them both on Oneida Square just prior to and after, and then they go up to the Burstone Row area and panhandle for money. So these people are not looking for money to right. 
obtain homes and things. It really is because they have addiction issues, and that's what it's getting for. So we certainly urge people, if you wish to give, give to the service provider agencies who, who reach out to these individuals. We've done an immense amount of outreach, both in the United Square area as well as in that Burstone Corridor, for these individuals. And, and those are where your money should be directed, towards agencies that know how to handle these people and are, are providing the services they, they desperately need. Is there a, is there a movement? Is it, is it an organized movement to try to move these guys out? Uh, so, you know, listen, everybody, there, there's no law anymore. There's no loitering for the purpose law. It's been repealed in, in many different capacities for prostitution, for begging, things of that nature. So we don't have a legal arm to move those people, but it is a quality of life issue. You know, I can speak for myself twice. Unfortunately, I've had my kids, and I've driven down, and I've seen individuals with their pants down, urinating right in the middle of, of the parkway. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just a quality of life issue that if those kind of things happen, you know, those people shouldn't be subjected to it. We understand these people need help and we're willing to give them help and partner with our agencies, but we can't have that kind of stuff that boy, you know, occurring yeah, in, the city yeah. in one of our most trafficked areas. Uh, Tom is in Utica with a question. Uh, Tom yeah. on, on the fan. The, 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 the guy that's on Burstone, like in the parkway area by the Memorial, he has mental health issues and mm-hmm. he's going to get ran over one day. Uh, can't you get these people on obstruction of traffic? I mean, something like uh, that, because I know there's a lot I mean, you can't obstruct. Traffic. I'm going I'm to hang up, Tom, and let, the, let Sergeant Curley handle it, okay. all right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mike? it's been fact, witness that. It's, it's a, did you hear the first part? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So if, in fact, we witness that, uh, it, it is a traffic infraction, so there's not a whole lot more we can do than issue a traffic ticket, um, unless they are committing, like, an unruly situation where they're blocking traffic, then it could be a disorderly conduct. But, unfortunately, we haven't come across that as many times as people just kind of standing in the road asking for money, and then they move when the cars start moving. But, no, a lot of these people are are not to a mental health situation where we can involuntarily commit them. So they have yeah, to voluntarily yeah. commit themselves to these services, and and the best us and the service providers can do is do the outreach and, and offer them the services, whether they choose to take it. I guess that ultimately comes down to them. I hate to say when you're you're you don't know what you're dealing with, right? You don't. So I, I hate to say, but you roll your window up and don't make eye contact. I hate to say I that. I mean, but... it, listen, it's everybody's prerogative, but again, yeah. we, we wish that if any monetary donation is going to be made, it's made to the service provider agencies that are doing the outreach and, and trying to don't, help these people yeah. don't be get made, a better footing in life. Don't be made to feel guilty about, you know, I'm a veteran and uh, I'm just trying to buy food. Uh, uh, that Most of those signs are are not real. They're, they're, they're lies. You can, if you want to give, give to an organization, right, uh, Mike? I, Give to a myself, veterans organization. It, you, know? You, know? you can write anything you want in a sign, but you, yeah. you don't know where that money is going to after that. Yeah. But if you give it to the organization, in a world, in, a, in, a, in our world, where there are so many services available for everyone, so I mean, if if you have a problem, you're down on 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 your life is down on you. You have a place to go. You you don't necessarily need to be out there getting money. There's somebody that can help you and make sure you get a, a unless that money's being used for something nefarious. Right. I agree. I mean, in a city this size, you wouldn't believe the amount of service provider agencies that are available for people right. in need. And I think they just yep. need, need to take advantage of those agencies. Uh, one more. Wayne, uh, on with Sergeant Curley. Hi, Wayne. Hi. How are you guys doing? Um, I, what I've noticed is lately, in the last couple of months, that they're more aggressive. They're, like, starting, like, at one point and coming right dead next, closer to your car and then walking about, you know, a good half a block 
and going back and forth, whether they're, whether they're talking to themselves yeah. or whoever, but they're getting more aggressive with that. You know what I mean? Pushing the sign like towards your face, towards your car, and then walking closer to the car and longer paths to and from, like at a light instead of normally they're just sitting there. Now they're walking the path, right. and you could tell by looking at the worn out spots. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're they're walking. Yeah, the they're walking back and forth. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. They're All walking right. back. They're making a path now. All right, have okay. a good day, guys. Thanks, man. Uh, Andrew, uh, I do want to just get back to the the shootings uh, really quickly, especially with the younger people. Jeff had alluded some somewhat earlier to the idea that it's because of the pandemic and the lockdown. I mean, is a lack of attendance in school a contributing factor for some of these younger younger kids, in your opinion? It very well may be. You know, we, we are doing our very best. You know, the community sometimes says this is a systematic issue of a bigger problem, why why this is going on. But, you know, we do our, our as much outreach as we possibly can. We're partnership with the Utica Little League. We're partnership with the Police Athletic League. We're in our school districts. We're, we're doing kind of things like, you know, we're trying to be a more diverse department. So we're hearing the concerns of the community as to what the police need to do to reform. We just need the help of the community yeah, and, yeah. and converse to, to help us solve these crimes and, and be a good partner with us and, and ensure that these young people aren't picking up the guns and this is their outlet for violence and, and how they solve their problems. All right. And once again, the way to uh, to report something, if you're worried about somebody finding out that you reported, you can do it anonymously. By using Mohawk Valley Crime Stoppers, just search for it. There's an app. There's a phone number. You can do it anyway, but it is all anonymous. Yeah, please. And, uh, you know, call our number. The Major Crimes Division is in charge of our shooting. So it's 315-223-3556. All right, Mike, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Take care, guys. Thank you. Yeah, have a great day. Uh, have, Sergeant Mike Curley. I think what Wayne was referring to, I have seen before, although it was on Genesee Street, where uh, you kind of get this look like, you're not going to give me nothing? You see me standing here with a sign? I was in, I, 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 this wasn't here, but it was in New York, and I had my window down, which was the mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the guy's like, uh, you have any money? I just want to buy some food. And I'm like, I don't have anything. And I didn't. I, I don't even carry money. I didn't have anything. He whips out a credit card machine. And I'm like, no, I'm, just <laughs> I'm joking. That's not true. But I, I, I said, I don't have anything. And it's me and my wife and my daughter in the car. And he said, oh, great. You don't have anything. You don't know what it's like. You don't know what it's like to be down and, and down and out. You, you can't help. I mean, he's yelling at me. Like, I'm like, okay, this is a different approach. Uh, a story for another day, but I consistently get into quite the escapades and tomfoolery with homeless people in Boston. Oh I'll, just, I'll walk with them for like a half block before they start yelling at me because I didn't give them any money. We're just kind of just sitting there chatting. I yeah, their life story it. before you disappoint them. Or God forbid you give them food and they don't want the One food. One time I gave him food and then he was like, no, I just want socks. I walked three blocks to go to, go to a CVS, buy him socks, mm-hmm. and then he was like, do you have a blunt or $2? And I said, neither, and uh, I'm, I'm yeah, going to let you go, buddy. No. Well, in Nashville, there is a, a big uh, homeless problem, but they they do things right. So they offer a newspaper that there's a newspaper that's published, and all the articles are written by the people in the homeless community. Wow. And they disperse the papers, and they give them like badges to say yes, these people work for this newspaper, mm. and they can sell them. And whatever papers they sell, they keep the money for. So you'll see instead of people just panhandling, you'll see a, a man or a woman with a bunch of papers for a dollar each, and people will actually... And they're writing the stories? The, yeah, so it'll be oh. homeless people that write the stories, and okay. so, an organization publishes you know, them. There was a, there was a homeless, a homeless they keep person the proceeds. in Utica that was a former professor at, at SU. 
somehow everything got messed up and he ended up homeless. So, well, I have to- now that's what he told me. I'm pretty sure it's true. <laughs> well, okay. I thought you knew this. <laughs> look, look. It was legendary. Everybody always said, you know, he used to be a, pr- a professor. Uh, now, is that true sure, or did is it possible that uh, – but I'm pretty sure he used to be a professor. Look, I don't know anything about the history. And, again, I'm not, I'm not saying that people don't need help from time to time. I'm just saying with the number of agencies out there and, and – there's, there's a place for help. There's no doubt there about is. it. There yeah. is. There, there's soup kitchens around here. Yep. There's shelters around here. Um, and I know at different times of year it gets more busy than other times. But problem I, is I the, the shelters are not allowing allowing you to do drugs in there, and that's really what most right. of these are drug problems. Uh, quickly, and I got to move on. Steve, uh, New York Mills. Hi, Steve. Yeah, just uh, on the Panhandlers, I was driving up Burstall Road, and one kind of stopped me, and I gave him a job application, and he walked mm. right away. Yeah, did he take it with him or no? No. No, he doesn't want to work. He flipped it around and made a new sign with it. Well, that is his job. Standing out there is his job, and he's probably doing better out there than uh, than he would do probably uh, if he if he took a job. Let me see. Crazy. There you go. All right, Steve. Thank you. I mentioned this the other day uh, that uh, I was in the drive-through and uh, McDonald's had its fifteen bucks an hour. The minimum is what their their new minimum wage. So fifteen times what's a eight eight hour workday. Is 120 bucks. Do you think? Because if you could make 120 bucks working, you know, on Genesee Street, that's right across from the McDonald's right there. That's usually where they wait at Genesee in the Parkway. 120 bucks in eight hours. Do you think the average panhandler pockets more than 120 bucks over an eight-hour period, or do you think it's? I don't know what they that? get, but I will tell you that uh, all they're they're trying to do is get enough. They're going to get enough for what they need, and then they're they're just yeah. going to move on. 